0: The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Here to preach the good news, heal the brokenhearted, set captives free, and bring restoration to our community, this is Isaiah 61. From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, here's Pastor Solomon.
1: Hello and greetings to everyone. and This is Pastor Solomon from Spirit of the Lord Church. 101 Penn Avenue North, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55411. And we are here with the good news and we're teaching and exploring the festivals of the Lord. Teaching and expounding on the festivals of the Lord. And as we've laid the foundation in prior weeks, the festivals are that which speak prophetically about the coming of Christ. And we've concluded through Scripture that anything that is prophetic in nature has to speak about Christ. Anything that is celebrated in the context of Scripture have to point to Christ. We don't celebrate individuals. That's why there are no celebrities in the kingdom because we are all laborers and servants whom he has called friends. So, I want to touch a little bit more on Rosh Hashanah as we um, look at the Sukkot also in in the coming weeks. We'll talk about the Sukkot and, and how that you know, ties into this whole um, end time agenda and how Jesus is going to come in mean, his fullness and, and bring us to him. That, that's the whole purpose, right? So if you are still wondering and challenged with, man, how do I navigate these details? It's simple. Christ came the first time to die for our sins and to liberate us so that we can live the way God intended for us to live. And He's coming back. He's coming back to take with him those that have been faithful, those that have been faithful. And that's it. And to be faithful, you just need to obey his voice, obey his commands, obey what he said and to speak of him and to speak of him. Many of us have heard about the Mary's Supper of the Lamb, and as you read the book of Revelations, you would understand that the book of Genesis to Revelation is a culmination, right? It's a rehearsal. So from Genesis through 3rd John, Jude, is pre-rehearsal for the grand reunion or union with our master and savior Jesus Christ so in Genesis God gives us the creation story through Moses but then there is a marriage that occurs right and that's the earthly marriage because God knew before time that there would be a spiritual marriage and it had already occurred, but now he came in time and he said, Within the context of time, I'm gonna create a shadow, I'm gonna create something that is symbolic of this heavenly union. And all through human history I'm gonna make it all about this, all about that, all about all about the union. All about getting my people ready for that union. Whatever it takes, I will make that happen. And so Jesus came as part of God's plan and design. Now we have to celebrate the fact that Jesus always rejoices over us. Now a few things about Rosh Hashanah. Uh we we did talk about the fact that in in two two weeks ago we talked about the fact that um Rosh Hashanah um is repentance, it's redemption, it's um it's repentance re- redemption, right? And um you can name it Feet of, the feast of trumpets, blowing of the shofar, the wedding of the Messiah, um, <clears throat> the day of remembrance—you can talk about the day of judgment and um, so on and so forth. Okay, but I want to turn your attention to a few scriptural, um, a few scriptural um, references here that would give us some some um, additional insights. Malachi three sixteen to eighteen. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. On the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty, they will be my treasured possession. I will spare them just as a father has compassion and spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction. Distinction between the righteous and wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. Okay, so we last week we talked about uh, the, the the fact that Yom Kippur there will be a separation, right? Yom Kippur is the day of atonement, and the purpose is to cleanse the temple and to get the temple ready. Uh, Bodies are temple of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and all that stuff, and, and and over here, Malachi three verse eighteen, um, there will be a distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and who who do not. Now here is here is how it translates: When we serve God, we ought to be different. We ought to be what distinct from those who do not. Doesn't mean we're better. But there is a separation. There's a separation. Not of superiority. Right? Now, based on economic class. But based on the fact that we live our lives consistent with the calling of God upon our lives. Let's talk about... Isaac, um, there is a belief. There is a belief that Isaac was offered as a sacrifice on Rosh Hashanah. Is believed among many Jews that when God hears the sound of the shofar. He's moved to leave the seat of judgment and go to the seat of mercy and forgiveness. So, in other words, anytime there's a shofar, there is a transition in the heavenlies. It creates a heavenly transition. And God, being God Almighty, sovereign, providential, He said that I've exalted my word above my name so much so that in the context of this conversation, when I hear the sound of the trumpet or the shofar, I limit myself to my word. And I have to abandon judgment and pursue mercy and forgiveness. What a God we serve. What a God we serve. My, 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 my. My, my, what a God we serve. Now, the shofar is blown a hundred times. It's a one, one long blast. There's the three shorter blast and then nine quick blasts. And the final blast is known as the last trump. The last trump. Now, when we look at the context of this, uh, you know, Scripture has parallels and Scripture has uh, a prophetic insights and they give us a clue even in the Old Testament we, we see and we get clues about what is written in the New so Psalm 47 verse 5 God has ascended amid shouts of joy the Lord amid the sounding of trumpets so the shofar, the trumpet you know, more than their context, it's really significant and relevant. And last, two weeks ago, we read about 1 Thessalonians 4.10, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise. Now, look at Malachi 3, verse 18. That people who serve God will be different from people who don't serve the Lord. And one of the ways 1 Thessalonians 4:10 is saying that there'll be a distinction is that the dead in Christ will rise because they will hear the trumpet. Why? Because the trumpet causes a shift. So anybody who has who is dead in Christ or who had died in Christ, there is a part of their being that still identifies with that heavenly shift that occurs when the trumpet sounds. And so that's gonna cause a resurrection. First Corinthians fifteen, fifty-one to fifty-three. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. That means Paul is saying that we will not all die, but one thing is certain, that there will be a transformation. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall what be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality and that only shift shifts when we hear the trumpet Psalm 89 verse 15. In the New Living Translation, it says that how happy are those are the people who worship you with songs who live in the light of your kindness. Another version will say that fortunate is the people who know the sound of the shofar, the Lord, they walk in the light of your countenance. So there, there has to be a, a relationship between the believer and the sound of the trumpet. Because that is going to be our key identifying um, um, sound to resurrect us and to change our corruptible bodies into incorruptible bodies. We become like Jesus after he rose up from the dead. And that would be that, that would be preceded by the sound of a trumpet. So Psalm eighty nine fifteen is prophetically telling us that we are fortunate because we know the sound of the trump. Paul brings all these things to to light. And he says that, at the last trump, but the trumpet shall sound and the dead will be raised. And then that will trigger a change. Trigger a change. Ladies and gentlemen, the festivals are still relevant because Jesus is yet to fulfill These um, on the last day when He comes back again at the second coming, and so we want to be prayerful. We want to be biblical, not traditional, not you know go by what was handed down to us, but to be biblical. God bless you, even as you s- stay right here. We'll be right back. This is Isaiah sixty-one, Pastor Solomon from Spirit of the Lord Church. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. What we've waited for has come to pass. What we've waited for has come to pass. Now, getting back to the festivals of the Lord, right? These were instituted by God. And as believers, we should be sensitive to know we should be studious enough to understand and allow the Spirit of God to to permeate every every part of our beings and to make us receptive of what he's doing, what he said, and how we can continue to live in that. And the last day, it will not be about what, what I said on radio or what I said in the pulpit or what this preacher taught and all that. No, it will be about Did we Open up and yield to the Spirit of God To truly transform us Through His Word And yes, they're teaching materials That are helpful And that are relevant And that, you know, help us in the process But it's not a substitute for God's Word Pastor Joe used to say that um, when someone gives him a book and he hasn't read the Bible, he doesn't read the book until he reads the Bible to know what the Bible says about the subject of that book. Because books are good. Bible says that in the last days, knowledge shall fill the earth. That means that God is using uh, people to birth out truths and mysteries um, through books and through other materials tapes. So those are relevant. But those shouldn't take the place of the scriptures. Yes. So, I want to go back to um, some scriptural context so that we can see clearly. Right? Um, Matthew 16, 3. Um, when it's evening, you say, it will be fair weather. For the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today. For the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky. But you cannot discern the signs of the time. What does this say? That means that it's very critical for us to discern the signs of the times. We have to know and understand and comprehend and accurately decipher what the timings and the seasons are telling us. So it's not okay to just look at the weather and say oh it was cloudy it's gonna rain but spiritually what climate are we in? Politically, how do we navigate to where we we are not disengaging from the political discourse but we are bringing salt and light to the table discerning the times and seasons and we had so many examples in the scriptures of people that discerned the times and seasons who did not oppose the government or the or the or, or the those in, in authority or but they what collaborated and worked with Ladies and gentlemen, if as a believer you get to a place where you're, you're like, I can't work with this person, I can't work, we should be careful about that. Now, God may keep you away from certain situations and circumstances, but God, in His own infinite wisdom, Jesus, when He was going back, He said, Occupy till I come. That means that influence, infiltrate, permeate. Occupy till I come. Don't detach yourself. Don't say, oh, oh, I'm not a political. No, I'm not into business. So who are the ones? In the same way, when we say that and believers are leaving schools because things are being, rules are being brought in that are not um, biblical or or right, you know, morally and and all that, we just leave. We just leave the open-ended parts for the enemy to come in. This is important for believers to understand this, the time. The reason what Hashanah is referred to as a festival that no one knows the day or hour is because it happens on a new moon. New moon occurs when there is no moon in the sky at all. The festival ha- happens on the siding of the slightest silver of the new moon. So Jesus said that no one knows the day or the hour. And so there is a correlation between what Jesus said and what festivals were being celebrated at the time. And Jesus himself attended festivals. Jesus himself was part of festivals, as we read a few weeks back. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1-5 But concerning the times and the season, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord is, comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then suddenly destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. So if the second coming or the rapture overtakes you, Then I believe that we're not vigilant. The church cannot be asleep. The church cannot be lukewarm. We believers have to understand the times. Proverbs 7, 1-3 says that, My son, keep my words and treasure my commandments within you. Keep my commandments and live and my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them with your fingers. Write them down to the tablet of your heart and 2 Timothy three sixteen says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and that is profitable for doctrine for reproof and for correction for instruction in righteousness God bless you as you continue on this journey of finding out the truth in God's word through God's word on the festivals and may God bring you to a place where you are exposed to the truth nothing but the truth in Jesus name Amen